0: Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Do the show, bitch. Welcome to Ben and Woods.
1: Try to say this nicely. When you look at Ben, Paul, and me, it doesn't scream athlete. I know you
2: fat bastards want to eat some of this.
1: With Ben Higgins. Go to hell, pro sports. Steven Woods. (laughs) That was incredible. And Paul Rindel. All right. Get ready, tier ones.
3: It's Ben and Woods. Finally the chance for somebody to get on and do some good sports talk radio. On 97.3 The
4: Fan. Good morning, everybody. Do the show, bitch.
1: Yeah, you All right, halfway home on a Tuesday. Ben and Woods, 97.3 The Fan. Ben is uh, unfamiliar with what I'm about to do and pitch and put him on the spot, which I like to do. I like to surprise you. Ben, very how does up. this make you feel? Ben, how does this make you feel?
3: Like I always feel, very <laughs> uncomfortable. Yeah. Uncomfortable.
1: So uh, I've been having some issues. Uh, about, I'm Woodsy. That's Paul Rindel, executive producer. Ben Higgins, your friendly neighborhood sports anchor. Having some issues sleeping again. Just just tumultuous night's sleeps. And uh, I've got, in case of emergency, uh, a little Ambien to help. A little sleep aid. Now, Ambien is very strong, and uh, it works, when you use it but you know my stories of ambien um purchases on ambien you've done before many yes. purchase it purchases what's uh, that
3: shirt you've been wearing lately that's an ambien purchase oh my
1: joe frazier <laughs> <Yeah>. uh <laughs> sweatshirt yeah. it's the softest most comfortable my <laughs> wife hates it ben with the fire of a thousand suns. Is sons. it really soft, are you just saying no, that because you're ashamed you bought justifying it? Justifying
3: your purchase it's, after the fact.
1: I'll bring it in and let you feel it. It's unbelievably comfortable, but I bought it in an ambient haze off of Instagram. And I don't know what got into me. I had been watching Rocky a lot, and I thought, oh, Joe Frazier's cool. Couldn't tell you one thing about him. I know he was a boxer. I thought it looked cool. It was. It was it's yellow and brown, so it was like Padres. Then on the back, there's about a million words. It's horrid. It's a horrid sweatshirt. My wife barely lets me wear it out of the house. So, I have bought before a case of Peter Luger's steak sauce. Just showed up at my door. Bought a picnic basket. Showed up at my door. Picnic basket. Picnic basket. basket. Yeah, with all the accoutrement, man, all the wine glasses, the charcuterie boards yeah, inside. Bear over yeah. here. Yeah. No <laughs> idea why. Zero. Showed up at my door. All these boxes. So, last night, Took an ambient because I just haven't been sleeping. And uh, I was struck with inspiration. Now we have again coming up, we have a lot going on. The Ben Woods Open is coming up on April sixth. Tickets on sale March twenty second. We've got opening day. That's gonna be huge. Always huge for our show. We also have our five year anniversary. Five years together as a show is a milestone. And we kicked around some ideas off air. Should we do a live broadcast? Well, we're already doing one for opening day. We can kind of fold those in together. Um, You know, come out, support five years, come out, support the show, come out, support opening day. So I thought, though, do we have, we know the date, Pauly, again, I'm going to ask you for the 7,000th time. What uh, is our five-year anniversary? The 28th. Tuesday,
4: the 28th. Three weeks from
1: today. If we can pull it off. I think I can because I sent many furious texts to people last night pitching this idea. A Ben and Woods roast live on the air, live on the radio. We get some professional comedians. We get some people we know. Give Adam, Mr. Comedy himself, a chance to come in and roast us live on the air. Now, you can't do a four-hour roast. So I thought maybe the first couple hours would be a little bit of a retrospective, have some fun, talk, you know, whatever's going on with the Padres, everything else. Um this is kind of a normal-ish show. Then from 8 to 10, we we get roasted for our five-year anniversary.
4: Ben's over here like, that sounds like every. He's day. like, oh, so just a normal yeah, Tuesday. just t- a normal
1: Tuesday. Tuesday. Right. Exactly. But no, roasts are, they're very Would hurtful. tier
3: ones be allowed to call in and roast us as well? Yes.
1: Okay. That's so I that. give them, right. you got three weeks to write your roast jokes. Get them ready. We, I'm going to get some people in here. We get some food in here. Do it up big. Honestly,
3: and, I'm just glad I thought I was going to have to do a show on Ambien for a second. So You on <laughs> Ambien would be, ooh,
1: mama.
4: you just fall right asleep. You, That's a good point. Well, you say that. Yeah.
1: You say that till you're sitting. Ben falls asleep without Ambien. That's true, but you say that, and then you're sitting in your kitchen last night <clears throat> eating tuna fish out of a canister at like 9.30, which is also something. In your underwear. That's also something that happened last night.
3: A little hockey puck can of tuna?
1: No, 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 no. Like no. A, uh, I got it at uh, like a lazy a, acres a
3: supermarket plastic tub tub of tuna. Yeah, salad I'm eating that, yes. not
1: just tuna. No, tuna no salad. salad. Okay. Yeah. You know what else? As an aside, I don't like this thing that men can't change because I now eat cranberries and almonds in my tuna salad, which I was previously repulsed by. Now I can't get enough. Isn't that weird? I like the little crunch and a little sweetness. I it's do not too. It's not a bad Bro, call. Bro, I'm sold. I was repulsed by it
3: for years. I can go the other way, too. I can go, like, dill pickle. Oh,
1: 100%. That works for, for me celery, as well. Celery, yeah. Crunchy, Delicious. celery, yeah. And uh, so I, men, p- people can change. Men men as well. For sure. Um, hey, uh, can Are we... you in on that, though? Sure, let's do the roast. Holy crap, he said yes. I thought for sure you were going to say no.
3: Someone can carve the roast into dime-sized <laughs>
1: slices. Yes, so that's going to go down three weeks from, right. from today. Can I guess we, I got to clear it with right. the uh, the brass. I,
3: I don't even know if this is possible, Polly, Can we play our like our first ever segment? Do we have that like, here? From our, no, from our what well, we can do here or from our first station, like what it sounded like the first five minutes. I don't think of Ben and Woods ever. Do we box. not have that? I was curious if that even existed. I have no idea what it sounded like. I could, not, I could not. I could not tell you.
1: I think some was a. I think we took a caller and he talked for like fifteen minutes. For seven? Yeah, <laughs> I think so. Uh, it's very nervous.
3: I mean, we'll find some things looking back for sure. Yeah,
1: and get some special guests and things like that. You know, we like to do things big. Here, yeah. So if right. we you know. that's three weeks from today.
4: The earliest clip I believe I have is a caller winning tickets for yodeling. Yeah, the yodeling that was, that was very early, early. April thirteenth, okay, so two thousand eighteen. Okay, Two Okay.
1: Um, yeah do a little look back do a little roast kind of makes my stomach sick because I know I'm gonna get crushed but that's what that's what a roast is
3: uh, we got Matt vasskersion coming up shortly so let's fire up the truck the bus and continue our tier one tour of spring training. Uh, we games. got Matt Vaker
4: was that? that was actually oh, that was a little... the
3: YouTube stream and not the bus of Tier one tours
4: left the YouTube stream up there
3: you go there. <laughs> is... <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're just making our way through the Padres' schedule, opponent by opponent, and since they're going to play everybody this year. And today we are hitting a team that has been most noted for losing a superstar player in Xander Bogart's, the Boston Red Sox. And I, we've asked the question a number of times what are they doing in Boston? This should be a big market team. This should be a spender. They shouldn't be letting star players get away. All of that is true. And it makes you feel like the Red Sox are going to be terrible this year. But they're not They're not a terrible team, even with the narrative that's going on. Would you, would you agree with that? That the Red Sox could be a sneaky playoff contender this year, even after the loss of Xander
1: Bogarts to free agency? No, you disagree with a that. A playoff team. I mean, they also lost J.D. Martinez. They... I, ben, I don't know that their lineup is going to be able well, to... Well, I mean, they, I think
3: it's more their starting rotation that keeps them in it, if if healthy. With uh, Sale, Kluber, Pavetta, I mean, they're, they could easily, it could go bad for this team. A couple of injuries and it can go right down the tubes. I mean,
1: Chris Sale is seemingly back right now. Yeah. Saw him pitching uh, in a spring training game. Looks pretty good. They went out and they got uh, Corey Kluber. He's going to pitch for them as well. Kind of marginally effective guy. Pavetta's pretty average. Garrett Whitlock, Tanner Houck, uh solid. But I, I just, like you said, man, I feel like they're just guys uh, right now. I d- the number that's set for them is 78.5. And uh, I don't know, man. I'm I'm going to take the under at 78.5. Okay. And well,
3: they still have Rafael Devers. Yeah, he's a really good player. Kept him around to anchor the lineup. They added Justin Turner. Yeah. Who unfortunately he, lost his face yesterday? He
1: wore one hard. Uh,
3: took a fastball. What Matt Manning? I believe his yep. name was of the Detroit Tigers. Uh, got what well, one got away. Just the nightmare scenario right into the face. Uh, Sixteen stitches later. Uh, hopefully he's going to be okay. But uh, you know they're kind of counting on Justin Turner, an aging Justin Turner, who wasn't exactly on you know his best statistical season last year with the Dodgers to kind of be in the middle of their lineup. That's. That's a concern. The lineup is definitely not what you would think it should be for a Boston Red Sox team.
1: Added a couple pieces to the bullpen: Kenley Jansen, Chris Martin, uh, Jolie Rodriguez. They've got. Remember Dan Altavilla? Remember him yeah, Former I remember. Padre with a big dumper. They uh, they Dan Altavilla he got a minor league deal. With the we were in to San Diego,
3: training. so I always wanted to call him. Alta Villa. It's Alta Villa.
1: Yeah. So uh, they, they
3: overpaid for one of the, the Japanese stars, Matsataka Yoshida. Yep. At least everyone thinks it was an overpay, but, you know, he might be the top of their lineup this season, uh, you know, for the Red Sox. And if he translates and comes over and plays well, that could be a big help for them.
1: Honestly, uh, I don't think it's going to go well.
3: Tough division, as always. For our friends in Bean Town. But then you don't have to face your division opponents quite as much. Correct. Not as many games against the Rays and the Yankees and the Blue Jays, which is always a grind in that division. So, yeah, I mean, I thought maybe a little above 500, which would make him a playoff team. You think below the 78 yeah. and a half number for the Boston no, Red w- Sox this season. I would smash season.
1: that under uh, button on that. I would. Just don't see, you know, too many things have to break right for them. Uh, to go well. I mean if if Chris Sale stays healthy he stays and has a, a, a sale like
3: season, they could definitely be a 500 team.
1: It's more like Chris frail though <laughs> at this point to be honest with you. It's just every year it's something uh with Chris Sale, you know, it's a freak injury, it's a it's it's an elbow, it's it's just it's just he just doesn't have um I don't think he has the ability to make it through an entire season. So Without him, you know, James Paxton, Ben, what does he do for you? Corey Kluber, what does he do for you? It just, it's a bunch of guys right now. It's just a bunch of guys. And, you know, for them to, to let Mookie go and for them to let Xander go and J.D. go and all that, it's, and Justin Turner, uh, I'm sorry, they picked up Justin Turner, to let some of those, those leaders go, I don't know, man. It's, uh, I think it's going to be pretty lean for them as it was last year.
3: Um, so we have Matt Vasgersian joining us in just a couple of minutes. Uh, Padres will be playing the Angels at twelve ten today. I did see one other baseball note uh, before we go. The Braves are joining the Padres in the for the very first time in franchise history. They're capping season ticket sales, oh. so they are getting a lot of interest in that team in Atlanta right now. And they said uh, by opening day, they will be starting a wait list for season tickets for the first time ever, just like the Padres did last month when they capped season ticket sales and started their wait list after FanFest. So same thing happening in Atlanta right now. Uh, Two organizations that aren't used to having, you know, such, they're doing the same thing as the Padres. They want to keep some tickets available for single game purchase and group sales. So it's not only season ticket holders and, you know, resale purchasers who get into the ballpark every single day but they do have a a much higher season ticket base than they used to.
1: Got to shout out the owner of the Philadelphia Phillies as well. Did you see the quotes from Phillies owner John Middleton, Ben, that uh, he basically said, this is a quote, actually, he said, nobody cares about whether I make money or not. If my legacy is that I didn't lose any money owning a baseball team on an annual operating basis, that's a pretty sad legacy. It's about putting trophies in the cases. Yes, tip of the hat to you, sir, but also... That's just one more problem that, uh, you know, Peter Seidler, A.J. Preller, Padre fans, you got another suitor for uh, many of these great, great players. Now, I like the sales pitch of San Diego over Philadelphia any day of the week, but, I mean, you can't watch that team last year and not say, oh, yeah, these are pretty fun team. But pretty put, fun team uh, to put John
3: Middleton at the table of... Good professional sports Correct. owners. The very small table very that tiny. It's like a, it's like a high Peter top. Seidler. Yeah. It's
1: a high top. A two-top two just top, in the bar yeah. at this point. Two-three two, top? Yeah. But, uh, yeah, he said, look, my goal uh, is that we create a team that 100 years from now, when people ask the question, who are the greatest teams in the history of baseball, the Phillies are in that conversation. How much money did the 27 Yankees make? Or the 29 A's? Or the 75, 76 Big Red Machine? Does anybody know? Does anybody care? Nobody knows or cares whether any of them made money or not. If your ambition is to be good, you don't make those decisions. If your ambition is to be great, you make those decisions. It's about desire. Really, I just want to win. That's exactly how you do it. And Philly fans, you should be happy about uh, the fact that you have an owner like like Peter Seidler.
3: Looking forward to a conversation with Matt Vascursion, catching up with uh, one of our favorites in the world of baseball. That'll be coming up next after a check of traffic here. Bennett Woods on 97.3 The Fan.
0: Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All
3: right, it's 822. It is Tuesday morning. It's Ben and Woods, and let's go right out to our premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad fan hotline. It has been far too long. Always excited to hear from our next guest Matt Vascurian is back with us here on ninety seven three the fan. Matty V, uh, where have you been? How the heck are you? We missed you, buddy.
2: Uh, you know, I I feel bad that uh, we were in San Diego for the winter meetings for three days. I think, and I saw you guys. We waved at each other in the lobby, and I never had a chance to come over and say hello. That's uh, that's bad on me. How are you guys doing? We're doing great, really man. good, we, actually. We yeah. missed
1: your handsome face and your your perfect voice. What what is the great Matty V? up to today
2: uh well i mean if you must know we just finished a hot stove our morning talk show on mlb network and i'm going to drive home as quickly as i can after visiting with you guys to see what kind of damage uh dog number two has done in the house uh, it's <laughs> a been nightmare about six hours by himself and he's a savage so uh i got that to look forward to
3: we usually have you on actually in the studio although we're, we're streaming on youtube now so we've taken to watching ourselves it's very a little weird. bit instead of you I, maybe that's we shouldn't be admitting that but uh you know but we do appreciate <laughs> having you on in the mornings and uh, is that is that your plan all season long we're gonna have you on at mlb network
2: Yes, uh, I'll be, I think, out and about a little bit more, out of the studio a little bit more than the years past. I'm still uh, doing a handful of games with the Angels, um, but I'll be doing a lot of MLB Network showcase games. And, uh, um, yeah, it, it's, you know, hey, uh, when you're out and about in the league, it's a whole different view than when you're just in a studio, which is also great because you're consuming you know 15 games a night, but it's different than being at the ballpark where you can ask questions and see things a little differently. So, I have I'm pretty spoiled because I get a little bit of both.
1: Matty V, let's talk about the Angels, right? Let's talk about the Angels. Pottery's play the Angels today in spring training. Um, certainly a team that I feel like for the last probably four years, I, I at least I've said this could be it, this is it. I, I like these moves, they're spending some money. Um, seems to be this is the year they get over the hump. Um, your kind of overall opinion on, on how the direction of the organization is going, because it just hasn't been the case so far.
0: Yeah, and
2: you know, I mean, look, I've done the same thing. I thought last year when they started out so great in April, they got to May in first place. I thought it was sustainable. It was, however, uh, a house of cards because one injury to a key player, and they didn't have the depth behind that position to stay a winning team and it happened when they lost trout for over a month uh rendon went down early for the rest of the season essentially they lost uh brandon marsh when they traded him uh jared walsh got hurt and had surgery i mean they just didn't have the depth so this year under really weird circumstances right because the team was on the block it was for sale officially and to operate as a baseball operations department and as a GM, with without the parameters of you know a, a firm set of uh, figures from ownership, that's hard. However, I think Perry Manassian did a really good job. He beat the rest of the market to Tyler Anderson, and they signed one of the premier left-handed free agent starters early on for nothing at a price yet yeah, for nothing. Yeah, for that nothing. price would have gone up if they waited. That was a great signing, great acquisition. Getting Gio Urshela. Uh, just as good was getting Brandon Drury because those were two guys that had they been angels last year, the angels would have finished North of 500 because they would have had a plan in place and a good pivot for when Rendon went down. They would have had somebody that could have played shortstop all year. There was a lot of uncertainty there. So they've made themselves deeper. Uh, I still hoped that they had signed a another right-handed starters, a very left-handed heavy rotation, but that's okay. Compared to what they went into opening day with last year, this is a much, much better team. And for me, I'm not just saying this because I work for the team. Uh, I think it's a postseason team.
3: Matt, I have trouble getting a read on, on what Shohei Ohtani is going to do. If he was uh,
2: – I, I, I'd say
3: if he was just an American ball player, so he clearly wants to go to free agency. He's not going to sign with the Angels. But I don't necessarily know that that's the case. And, and there may be a little bit lost in, in translation and culturally. What's the read – that you get on his future and whether or not he he does want to maybe stay with the angels.
2: Ben, it's the great question. Nobody knows. Uh, He's a a very private guy. Uh, I think he shares his intentions with a very small number of confidants, including um, his trainer, his interpreter, uh, his agent, not many people even in the organization feel like they're close enough to show to get a sense for that. Maybe teammates. Because uh, he is close to the to the guys he plays with, uh, but there isn't a whole group of people that can claim they know what's what's in his mind. I, I think this, and this is where I'll I'll go back to last year, middle of the season when things started to unravel for the Padres or for the Angels, rather, managerial change, blah blah blah. They had a 14 game losing streak. It, it was pretty grim. The idea that they were going to be able to keep him interested long term, and that's when the trade discussions started uh Artie Moreno had to come out and say we're not trading him this year then the team was put on the sale block and there were rumors of uh, Japanese groups that would be interested in buying the Angels the thought of that had some believing that maybe Shohei would be a long-term buy and hold um but you know there were also reports that he had he had been given figures his agent had been given figures to stay in Anaheim very generous figures and that they Discounted that, so an ownership change to a Japanese group might have might have altered the calculus. Um, but I don't think we're any closer to knowing what his intentions are now than we were last year. And look, if he's if he's traded, we're talking about a Herschel Walker type deal yeah. where it's a massive exchange for one guy. Then he's going to go to the free agent market. He's going to become the highest paid player in the history of of the sport. Uh, and that's whether it's in Anaheim or not, we don't know.
1: It's so he's such an interesting player, and and he's a guy, you know, my my five-year-old is way into baseball now, and, you know, it's that thing where it's like, my man, we need to load the car up. We need to get out there to watch this guy play baseball. We need to to watch him pitch a game, you know, watch him hit whatever it may be. He's so remarkable. He's so – but, of course, much like they ask about the Padres' sustainability, Matty, when you think about Shohei Otani, I get the, this nervous feeling because, you know, the rumors are the Padres are involved uh, in in wanting Shohei Otani along with everybody else. I get that thing in my head. It's like if we pay this guy $500 million or somebody does, at what point does he say, ah, you know, I'm just the pitching is a little bit too much wear and tear. I'm going to focus on hitting. Then you have a $500 million DH slash sometimes outfielder.
2: Yeah, that's I mean, and, and that's that's something that people talk about, Woodsy. I I get that concern. If you're going to be in the Otani sweepstakes in the market for him, I'll say this: that observationally, he he just has a very different motor than than anybody else that's playing in the big leagues to to do what he does. And during his MP year two years ago, where he played at age 26, right, still a young guy. Yep even in baseball terms where, you know, you're old at 32. Um, there were times when he easily could have said, Hey, you know what? I pitched last night's game. I went into the seventh inning. We got a day game today. I'm going to sit it out. He just, he doesn't ever do it. So for him to, to have already come back from, uh, a couple of surgeries, you know, one that involved missing a whole year, um, I, I don't. His motor's different, and that's why you can't get a gauge for him. We can't get a gauge for his skill set in terms of a price tag. So true. In his MVP year, right, he had a war that was it was like he was a combination of the best hitter and best pitcher in the league that year. He was Garrett Cole plus Giancarlo Stanton. Yeah. How do you possibly comp that player and come up with the right? Price
1: sixty million dollars. Double, double, double it (laughs) up. Talking to Matt Vasgersian from
3: MLB Network. Uh, Obviously, Shohei's star is going to shine brightly in the WBC. The Dominican team loaded with stars, many from the Padres team USA. What are your thoughts? Well, I've always been a huge fan of this event, but for the first time, and I think Woods agrees with me. We're a little nervous about this one. We're a lot I nervous, There didn't Matty. used to be so many or any Padres
1: in this thing, and now I'm going like, well, like just – You didn't have a shot at winning the World yeah, Series. Yeah, just
3: either. stay healthy. It's just like, oh, my goodness, I'm going to be holding my breath for two weeks.
2: Yeah, I mean, there are – the Padres and the Angels, right? Both teams have a lot of representation in the World Baseball Classic uh, and the most important players from both both sides. Like, you have Machado and Bogarts who are out for the Padres, Trout and Otani who are out for the Angels. I like the event a lot as well. Um, I'm always interested in the futures market for these things, and there are certain places where you can find a market on it. Japan, I think, is a really strong favorite, even though they're listed as uh, the third shortest shot. Uh, the oddsmakers think that Team Dominican Republic's the favorite at, like, plus 180, and then you get Team USA and then Japan. So I think there's value on Japan to win the whole thing. Um, it starts tonight, right, with the Netherlands. And uh, Cuba, and that game's at 8 p.m. San Diego time on FS1. And even for that game, like, the Dutch team is really good. We talked about Bogarts, uh, Jerks and Profar, former Padre, like a lot of big league stars. They've got recently – he's not even retired yet, but Didi Gregorius. I mean, there's a lot of – Jonathan Scope, a lot of really good players on that Dutch team. The Cuban team, for the first time, has – active major league players playing for team cuba that had never been the case for them before if you're an active big leaguer you couldn't play for their cuban national team that's changed now so they've got jose abreu playing for them they've got juan mocata playing for them they're good but cuba is listed as a minus two dollar favorite against a good dutch team if you like playing an underdog and you know who knows what's going to happen in these things it's such a sprint event you can find the dutch team at like Plus 170. There's a little there's a little intrigue in that opener today. So I love the event. I'm with you that it's a hold your breath affair for fans of of the Padres and the Angels and and teams that have a lot of players that are out in it. But, man, it's such a good thing for a week and a half for baseball and for the country and all these smaller countries that take such a, a great sense of pride in it. That I can't wait to watch.
3: Well, Maddie, hopefully the next time we cross paths, it'll it'll be more than just a wave from across the room, yes, and sir. we can actually uh, hang out for a little bit. But we do appreciate you spending some time with us on the phone this morning.
2: Got it, guys. Good visiting with you. Thank you, Maddie
3: Matt Veskersion, MLB Network uh, Angels broadcaster, as well and always a show favorite with us on our Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad fan hotline. Save money the right way with Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad. Visit them today in the Carlsbad Auto Mall Chevrolet.
1: Find new roads. We're late. When we come back, though, I want to tell you a team that uh, people are sleeping on in the WBC.
3: I like it because Matty brought up most of them right there. So Uh, we'll get another one one. for us. Talk some more Padres as well next on 97.3 The Fan. Again, to Matt Vaskursian joining us. It has been far too long. I had forgotten that we tried to get him on during the winter meetings when we were downtown. Really we're like yelling we, at him we on the air. We were going have him on, yeah. and We'd see him walk like by twice like past screaming. us. And he said, "Oh yeah, I've got you. I'll, I'll come by later." And never it did. just never happened. Now he was busy. I totally get that. Probably he had live shows on the yeah, top floors. That's right. but, uh, At the same time, it was it was a bummer that we didn't hook up with him then. So good to talk to him this morning.
1: Yeah, he's like. Sounds like baseball in my ears. When Matty V's yes. on, yeah. It sounds like baseball. Um how about this squad that nobody's really talking about? I don't know the odds. If somebody wants to punch up the the wagering odds for Team Venezuela, Ben, have you seen their rosters? I don't think I've gone through the
3: Venezuela oh my roster. God,
1: dude. It's nasty. I mean, it's nasty. you you got you got Pablo Lopez, number one. You got Jesus Lazardo. You've got uh, Ranger Suarez. We all remember Ranger Suarez from the playoffs. You've got Salvador Perez uh, behind the dish, along with a couple other big leaguers, Omar Novaez and Robinson Trinos. You've got Jose Altuve, Luisa Rice, yeah. uh, over on the right. right side of Batting your field. Batting champions, yep. both. you got Eduardo Escobar. You've got Eugenio Suarez, Gleber Torres. You've got Ronald Acuna Jr., David Peralta, and Anthony Santander, who's a stud. And your designated hitter is Miggy. Uh, for Team Venezuela. Like, I'm looking at this roster going, why isn't anyone talking about these guys?
3: They lost uh, Robert Suarez this week. He was going to play, but decided to stick around with the Padres. But, you know, when it comes to, this is baseball. It's baseball. And this is,
1: right day. it's not even
3: like a best of seven series. The WBC is essentially, there's a little bit of pool play. And then I think it's just single elimination, like quarterfinals, semifinals, final. There's, there's so much variance in what can happen in one baseball game. I mean, every year, the team that wins 58 games is going to at least win one against the team that wins 110. That's exactly right. So it could ha- it could easily happen it's a tournament. That any of these teams could sneak into the knockout round and then all they have to do is have a couple of good days and they'll be the champion. So I think long shots are an excellent play. At the World Baseball Classic. Uh, You know, Maddie said Japan, they're the third choice. They seem to have played well. Obviously, they've won it twice, right? Yep. They have played well in the past together. Whatever they do to, you know, prepare and come together as a team has worked in the past. Even though they may not have as many household names as some of the other players, they you know, maybe their training methods or how how it works, they just uh, do well in situations like this. So, yeah, they're a, a great team to choose. Obviously, the United States won the last one. I've the Dominican Republic the, uh, is loaded odds. with
4: talent. Give me the odds. According quality. to DraftKings here, uh, the DR is favored at plus 210. The USA follows them at plus 250. And Japan is plus 275. And then there's a bit of a drop-off, the fourth highest... Team is Venezuela okay, plus 1,000. Puerto Rico's plus
1: 1,100.
4: Plus 1,000. And then, you know, the long, long shots are like Nicaragua I plus 20,000. Great Britain plus 20,000. I mean, man, I was saying Cuba Czech has. Republic plus 25,000. Good big
3: league players. The Netherlands has good big league players. You know, even minor league teams can beat major league teams on any given day. So, you yeah, know, don't be stunned if one of these long shots at least makes a deep run into the tournament. At some point.
1: I'll be rooting also for Team Italy because Steven Woods, with a PH, is one of their relievers. And our buddy Jojo Tarantino Jojo. is uh, one of their trainers. And uh, he, he said he got to meet the Steven Woods <laughs> there. And he also goes by Woodsy, which is fantastic. They so, are plus 15,000. Plus 15,000. Okay, safe bet there for the Team Team Italy. They
3: have uh, Brett Sullivan from yeah. Padres Camp as one of their catchers as well for Team Italy. Joe Gallo, I think, is on that team as well. Uh, Korea, you know, has an interesting team with Hassan Kim. Yep. Tommy Edmund is on the Korean team. He's already there playing games already, tuning up First uh, game for tonight. The WBC as well. Yeah, it's uh, eight, tonight, o'clock, 8 o'clock. Can't wait. Box Sport FS1, and it'll be Netherlands Cuba. And it Woo. should be a, a good game to get things started in the WBC. And you'll have uh, Padres to watch, including Xander Bogarts. Is he the only? He'll probably be the only Padres. We don't have anyone on the Cuban team, and he's the only one on. The Dutch team.
1: Yeah, I think I think that's right. Um I think that's right. Is, is Who's pitching. Jerkson playing? So okay, so because yeah, so, I know there was some there was some so, back and forth on that. So he was not he was originally gonna play. Yes. Then he didn't have a job. Right. So then, Still doesn't have a job. Still doesn't have a job. So then uh he was it was is he does he have a brother? Because there was a pro far on the roster, but it wasn't him. It was another it was Jeffrey Profar or something. Maybe it's so a
3: very common name or I don't know.
1: So, he was on the roster. Then Jurixson still doesn't have a job. I'm wondering if his agent said, "You need to play. You need to play and showcase what you can do." Uh it's Jurixson Profar not having a gig in the big leagues remains to Weird. me one of the weirder mysteries of the off-season. It really does, especially with the year that he put together last year is his asking price way too exorbitant. I, I it leads me to believe that it is at this point because he hasn't, no one or the, the opportunity that he wants. Uh, he was rumored to go to the Yankees. He's been rumored to go to the Dodgers now with Gavin Lux out. Um, I mean, not really much talk
3: about coming back to the Padres. Really
1: not a lot at all.
3: Which, you know, would have made a lot of sense, especially with Tatis out for the first three weeks of the season.
1: Expensive but fourth be, Well
3: though. Here's the thing, and and I could be totally off base here, but there's a certain sense of... Swallowing your pride that Jurekson may be dealing with, he opted out of his contract for he was, seven. He was going to make, I believe, somewhere in the range of seven seven, seven, to seven eight and a half, yeah, million dollars with the Padres this year. If you don't get more than that, you, I mean, that's going to be very hard to sign a contract and admit I made a horrible decision. I could have, I could have done nothing and made seven and a half million. And now I'm I'm begging around for like a six million dollar one year deal, that just makes you look kind of, it just makes you look like you had a bad plan. Makes the agent look bad, makes Jurickson look bad, and so they kind of have to hold out for something to save face, a little bit in terms mm-hmm. of a, a deal. And maybe they're hoping for an injury somewhere that you know a team gets a little more desperate and bumps up an offer. I could be totally off base here. There could be something that we don't even know that's going on health wise that hasn't been reported. But like with every
4: hour that passes, the teams the, are getting more leverage, right? Like,
1: I, I would imagine, unless, like Ben said, unless there's an injury. Even
4: um, then, like, somebody gets injured next week, team calls jerks, and he goes, all right, I want $12 million. Like, Sorry, bro, you, give you six. We'll give got, you five. You got two weeks, two and a half weeks until uh, opening day, and you clearly don't have a team, so... But- I mean, you need us more than we need you. It's <laughs> Considering
3: wild. what salaries are right now, I mean, we're not crazy. Jurickson was a legitimately valuable player. He was. He outplayed seven and a half valuable For the Padres last year. I think so. What, am, what are we missing here? I feel like we're, there's a piece of the puzzle that is missing on the Jurickson profar free Agency front that we just don't have, that some GMs have. That we don't have.
1: Article five days ago by R.J. Anderson says he was last linked to the Orioles, may have to wait for a spring training injury. That's probably not what he envisioned after a good season and opting out. Uh, two hours ago, Empire Sports Media says Yankees can upgrade the left field position for just $10 million, and it's a picture of Jerks and Profar. Um, uh, does that mean the $10 has been the asking price? Potentially. I mean, that's,
3: that would probably be the face-saving price for Jurickson Profar.
1: Here's an article three days ago from Fangraphs. Why has no one signed Jurix? I was waiting for the the curious case of Jurickson Profar, uh, but yeah, I, it just it doesn't really make a lot of sense. They had him pegged as the 36th best free agent in the class after his 10 million dollar mutual option with the Padres was declined. <coughs> Excuse me. So, 10 million? I, I thought yeah, it was, that's, that's, I thought it was what, less this, than that. That's what this says. All right. Um, quite comparable to Brantley and Bell, who both play a position down the defensive spectrum. Both are considerably better hitters, blah, 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 blah. Uh, I just... I It says, if teams weren't interested in an everyday role, what about bringing him on as a part-time player? He was exclusively a left fielder last year. He does have experience at all four infield positions. A team like the Dodgers, who likes to do that and shuffle guys around, and now that they've lost their shortstop, uh, would seemingly be in the mix. But they don't want to spend a lot of money. So I just... It would be sad to see Jerickson on the Dodgers. It would be awful. Be awful.
3: If he was such a Oof. like part of the, the heart Dodgers. and soul he of the Padres yeah. last year. Maybe that's part of the reason why he's having trouble. He's
4: got Can you imagine like that's your best offer and hit, it's hit. less money and you got to go to when the When you're team. a free agent, you can't hate any team.
3: Yeah, you, you have, to have love 30 everybody. favorite teams <laughs> out there. Damn, I burned some bridges, man. <laughs> League
1: Baseball. So they, they only have him. Fangraphs hasn't projected as a, as a one-war player. So I don't know.
3: Then that, that would be less than last year. Correct. Uh, just a reminder, the Ben and Woods Open, our golf tournament, second ever, is coming up Thursday, April 6th at Rancho Bernardo Inn. And tickets for the event, slots in the tournament, go on sale Wednesday, March 22nd. Thank you to our sponsors, Coastal Fire and Integration Systems and Cobra Golf for help making it all possible. We've been dialing in plans for uh, for months now to get it right and we're hoping that it's going to be even better than our first edition uh, back in November of 2021. So remember, 22nd of March is the date uh, to get in for the Men and Woods Open. Uh, Padres get shut down offensively for the second time in four days in spring training. Get to a little bit of that in the last few minutes of this hour after a check of traffic here on 97.3 The Fan. After uh, getting no hits on Friday against the Cubs, Padres only got three hits yesterday against the Dodgers. And again, it's spring training, so you know those numbers don't mean anything it, it it feels like the Padres put out such a formidable offensive lineup even on the days where I mean yesterday there was no Manny no Soto no Bogarts they're already off with the WBC or, or Soto staying obviously back for a couple of days but he's not in the lineup right now but you still can put out Grisham and Tatis and Carpenter <laughs> like, and Nola I mean there's like
1: lineups that would have made you fairly happy a few years ago as
3: it's like an opening day starting lineup are now kind of the the B-minus lineup in spring training. And, uh, you know, they didn't obviously come together yesterday. Now, you know, they face Syndergaard, who's been throwing well in the spring. May is coming back, and, you know, that'll obviously be a big boost for the Dodgers if he's anything like he was before the Tommy John surgery, if he can come back for them this year. So uh, both of those guys threw well against the Padres yesterday in Glendale, Arizona. But, um, you know, but they had, they had plenty of hits over the weekend on Saturday and Sunday, so... Maybe it's just the normal ebb and flow of spring training.
1: Yeah, I mean, and, and again, if you look at kind of what they're doing spring training-wise, near the bottom of the pack offensively, uh, but the the leader of the pack right now offensively, the Kansas City Royals, um, you got some teams that will probably be there at the end uh, offensively, the Yankees, the Brewers, who are a team that had kind of a futile offense, or top three in baseball in spring training. So again, uh, doesn't, doesn't mean a whole hell of a lot right now. You'd love to see... Uh, A little more pop from the San Diego Padres. That's something we haven't seen a lot of. they, They only have seven home runs. Now, the Marlins have four. They're tied with the Cubs for the lowest number of home runs. It's been crap weather. Uh, in arizona it's been windy it's been butt cold it's been rainy not worried about it in the slightest ben uh just kind of wanted to update you guys on on kind of where they were solid you know 260 hitting team right now but um you know this team is going to be capable of so much more when these games actually count
3: Uh, grisham who has been really locked in early in the spring i don't know for three with three strikeouts yesterday now you know that's going to happen over the course of the season you just want to make sure that he keeps his confidence going forward you know don't Don't let a bad spring out and get in your head at this point, especially with three weeks to go until the season starts. But numbers wise, I mean, you know, the Padres, uh, other than Tatis, who's still looking for his first hit, uh, there's a lot of high OPSs still, even even with the offense not doing great. I mean, I always say anything over 800 on OPS, you're doing a really good job. Soto is over 2,000 right now in spring training action. That's really. Really good. Um, I mean, Oza azucar's OPS is even over eight hundred right now, and he doesn't have a ton of slug. He's got a he's got a better slugging percentage than Trent Grisham right now in spring training. It's all small sample size, but you know, as you're battling for that final outfield spot, Dahl's a, a five twenty two slugging percentage right now for the Padres. He's been having a decent spring. He went over three yesterday.
1: This is pretty interesting. Angelo tweets: "This Jerickson situation reminds me of former big leaguer Jody Reed. I had completely forgotten." about Jody Reed. He was offered a three-year, $7.8 million contract extension been by the Dodgers. Turned it down in order to become a free agent. He eventually wound up signing a one-year deal with the Milwaukee Brewers for $350,000. I wonder if he lies in bed at night and thinks about, I turned down $8 million for three hundred and fifty. dollars
3: That's like uh, when Monty Hall says, do you want what's in the box? Yeah. Or behind the door? Right. And you go, oh, it's a nice prize, but I'm going to give it back and... There's a uh, like a jalopy or yeah. a, a duck or something I behind the door. I haven't heard the
1: word jalopy in <laughs> 30. Pauly, do you know what a jalopy is? It's a car. Okay. Yeah, good. A crappy was, car. Crappy car. It's a fun word, isn't it's it? It's a fantastic word, but I just haven't heard it. Good scrabble word, too. Since the 80s. Jalopy. What a jalopy
3: this thing is. <laughs> All right. All right, we've got one hour to go. we got the Rindle Report coming up with some headlines from Pauly, including some football news yesterday. And a documentary you
0: don't want to watch. All ahead on 97.3 The Fan. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road.